الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدي أنهم سبولنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم with the advent of technology and the advancements that technology has made over the last 2-300 years or so we've increasingly become used to getting results quickly right the so-called instant gratification it's now expected that if you want something that you're going to get it pretty quickly you know if you think about it it's kind of funny because um in like let's say 30 years ago if you wanted to get food quickly you know the option was basically like fast food right in fact they called it fast food but now the idea of actually going to a fast food restaurant waiting in line for 10 minutes making your order waiting for them to prepare then getting the item driving home and then enjoying it it's like a slow process right it's like completely changed now it's it's more if i if i'm hungry and i want to eat something i just pull out my phone i choose uh the restaurant of my choice i click a couple buttons i swipe and within a few minutes it's not come to my house right now like the definition of what fast food was is it's it's that's actually slow food this is not fast food um you know if you want something today uh, if you want to purchase something today it's very different than if you wanted to purchase something 30 years ago right if if you wanted something before let's say you had you had the desire to get a pair of socks right you would write it on your your list of things to do on saturday or sunday and then when saturday or sunday arrived you'd go to the store you'd you know look through the aisles or whichever one fit and then you'd bring it back and if you were busy that weekend you'd do it the following weekend right there was no expectation that i'm going to be getting this right away but now you know it's very easy you have a pair of socks that you want you the minute the minute the thought comes into your mind that i need something you you start immediately you start searching for it online right and as soon as you find it with just one swipe you know across your phone it's now ordered and it'll be in, it'll be at your house in one or two days right it's just we've become very used to getting results very quickly you know there's many examples of this um you know if you want to you, uh, you know you start talking about a movie you want to or let's say let's you having a discussion with someone you know and there's like well is you know what's the tallest building in the world you know and you in the past you'd argue and argue for about 5 or 10 minutes maybe 15 minutes and eventually somebody would say look next time I'm going to the library I'm going to pull it out you know but now within a matter of seconds you have an answer you get that result right away you have a, you have a a favorite movie that you want to watch right before you'd have to wait until the weekend you'd go to the rental blockbuster you'd go rent out the video and then you'd only be able to fulfill that you know that thought that came into your mind to only be able to fill, fulfill that on the weekend or maybe in the future when it was available if you went to the if you went to blockbuster and they were sold out you were waiting 3 more days before you were able to get that video but now you know everyone simultaneously could be watching the same movie and it can happen within a matter of seconds of the thought coming into our minds <clears throat> if you want to reach someone in a different country right the same type of thing if someone if you wanted to contact someone that was thousands of miles away you may wait for an operator to connect you that could take several days it could take several weeks at times you might have to wait until the evening when your minutes were free versus in the daytime when your minutes were uh, not free right and but so, so the idea was well, if I thought came to I need to talk to someone but now in the matter of a split second you can actually contact them and expect that they're going to respond to you right We're, we've become very used to this and uh 
unfortunately, that uh, this this notion of instant gratification, it's um, caused us to apply that to like everything else in life as well. And uh, that's just not the way life works. Meaning there are certain things in life that require a slow, continuous, consistent process in order to get results. And if we and, and because we're not used to doing that anymore, we're finding that ourselves that we 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 find that we are actually suffering in return. I'll give you a couple of examples from like a a dunyawi perspective, right? Something that doesn't apply to us necessarily spiritually or from a dini perspective. You know, for instance, you know, people that are investing. Let's say you invest in stocks, right? I mean, it used to be that you had to follow a stock that you were interested in purchasing. You maybe contact the stockbroker and find a price that you wanted to purchase it at, and then you'd have a hard end of where you wanted to sell it at. But there was very little like up and down. Like it wasn't that you were purchasing and you were expecting that by this afternoon I want to become rich, right? That wasn't the mentality. But now with the advent of self-control, especially when it comes to investing, right? If you don't get rich by the afternoon, or if you see before your eyes your, your money is dropping, right? Before you'd have to, you know, maybe go on CNBC and watch the ticker and see every 20 minutes your stock would come across and see what the price was and see what the price was, and then you'd make some sort of an informed change. And I'm sure even before that, you'd maybe once or twice a day you'd get to know where your stock priced at. Uh, but what's happening now is that people have full control over their wealth that they've invested in stocks, and they can see before their very eyes what the stock price is and what their what their net worth is, you know, going down right before their very eyes. So we become very rash in our decisions. And so anyone would tell you who's actually who's in, in into investing would say that look, this is not the way you invest. But because we're so used to instant gratification, if we don't see a result right away, or on the flip side, if we see some sort of a loss right away, we're very quick to act on that, and ultimately, what happens? Financial loss. Right? You can take um, examples of losing weight, for instance. Right? This is not something that you can achieve instantly. Right? Yeah, maybe you can order food in a second, and maybe you can contact someone in, uh, in, uh, in Australia in a split second. But if you have a goal that you want to lose weight, it's not something that you can do overnight. Right? In fact, it's sometimes discouraging. What happens is a person decides that, you know what, uh, I really need to, I need to lose weight now. You know, I'm a few pounds over, my BMI is, you know, 32, and it's now time for me to make a change. So what happens is you implement the change, right? And five or six days later, you get on the scale, and what happens? You actually have gone up in weight. Right? I mean, if you've ever had that experience or if you know someone that's had it. And the reason is because, you know, for, for a person to lose weight, once you effectuate some change into your system, like let's say exercise or food, your weight actually fluctuates. And the effect of whatever you've done, it takes on average about 10 to 14, 14 days for it to reflect on the scale. But what happens is that we're used to instant gratification. So if we've now implemented a system that we're going to eat healthier, we're going to cut out carbs, and we're going to start exercising 30 minutes, four days a week, and after seven days or eight days, we notice that our weight has gone up, we're like, well, this doesn't make sense. I mean, everything else in my life works so quickly. If I want to put on weight to today, I can order a Big Mac, and, and we'll be done with this story's over, right? If I want to um, if I want to phone someone, I can do it right away. If I want to order something, it'll come within two days. Why is it that it's taking me so long to lose weight? And it's because for 10 to 14 days, you, you're not going to see the effect of it. Same, similarly, you know, the opposite occurs. Let's say that you start bringing in a bad habit. Let's say you start eating cheesecake every day for seven days, right? And then you check your, you, you go on the weighing scale and you see that your weight's dropped, right? You're like, well, that doesn't make sense. I've been eating cheesecake every day for the last seven days. So now you've, you're, we're deceived into thinking that whatever I'm doing in order to maintain my weight, I'm, ex I'm, I'm expecting I'm going to get some instant results because that's what I do to everything. That's what, how everything else in my life works. But now, in this case, I'm seeing the opposite effect. 
So these are um, so so we see the effect, the negative or the harms of instant gratification. We see it from a dunyawi perspective, like things that you know from a day to day perspective, the losses that we incur, be it our weight, be it our investing, be it our education, many 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 things, right? Uh, but spiritually, we also see its harms, right? In that. The deen is not something, if a person decides that they want to become closer to Allah or they want to become more like the Prophet this is not something that occurs overnight. And it will never become that way. No matter how advanced we become technologically over the course of time, like two, 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 two centuries from now, let's say 20 years from now, if I order something on my phone, it's coming to me by the time I finish my swipe. We're not even going to swipe in 20 years, but let's just say it's going to be at my doorstep within seconds, right? This is, but no matter how advanced we become technologically, the deen is always going to remain the deen, which means it is built on this principle that it takes time for us to improve ourselves. And it's not something that happens overnight. And we shouldn't be deceived into thinking that we can get quick results when it comes to deen. You know, and, and this is an issue for us today. It wasn't an issue 200 years ago. If somebody decided they wanted to be closer to Allah, well, it must take time because it takes time for me to get my meal for the evening. It takes time for me to grow my plants and crops. It takes time for me to do X, Y, and Z. So it makes sense for me to accomplish something in deen as well. It's going to take time. But now, right, because everything else is so quick, we applied this principle to deen, but that's not the case. If you look at the, 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 look at the foundation of our deen, which is the companions around the Prophet Sallallahu if it was that people could achieve success within a matter of seconds, then the Prophet wouldn't have to have spent 23 years doing the tarbiyah of the Sahaba, right? I mean, for the Sahaba to be able to capture the deen, right, it took 23 years for that to happen. That was, you know, day after day, week after week, year after year of effort. And then you have someone at the time of the Prophet's death, someone like Abu Bakr and someone like Umar and the complete individuals that they had become. It wasn't that these things just occurred overnight. Yes, they accepted Islam overnight, right? And they were forgiven overnight, right? But in terms of them becoming the great individuals that they were, the, the deen is designed that it takes 23, it took them 23 years to reach this. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up now, to tie it into the talk from last month, if you remember, we were talking about reward substitution and how human behavior is very difficult to change. Although we think that we can change our behaviors, uh, it's very difficult to change behavior, right? It's very difficult. If I was to tell you right now, all of you, uh, all of us um, need to, uh, uh, all of us cannot miss a salah for the next, you know, month. You know, if I just make that statement. I mean, or if I make that statement, let's say at Salat al-Jumar, in a more general gathering, maybe where there's a variety of people on different levels of deen, some people that are partly connected, some people that are fully connected, and you make the statement that, look, from now on, everybody has to pray Salah, and in a month later, we're going to check. I mean, it, it'd be very hard for us to be able to find that, right? Because the, the desire doesn't necessarily act up with the action. To change a behavior takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort. So we were talking last time about reward substitution, which is that we often act in the short term, despite our goals being long-term, i.e. our goal is Jannah eventually, but the day-to-day -day actions that we perform are more in line with what's going to get a success tomorrow or next in the next hour, right? So, for instance, if it's time, you know, for Fajr prayer, and if I, you know, if I wake up for Fajr and I, and I pray Fajr prayer, then my reward is not going to be seen today. I'm going to see that reward 70, 80, maybe, you know, millennia later in Jannah. But if I get my sleep instead of Fajr right now, then I'll feel a little bit more rested and I'll see the effects of that maybe in an hour. 
So we talked about reward substitution, and that is that, well, if that reward of Jannah seems to be too distant, too long-term, then substitute it with a reward, a reward that will trick you into wanting to do the action right today, right? When we give the example of like a cup of coffee, and you don't get your cup of coffee if you don't pray your Fajr in the morning, right? That sort of a thing. So one of the ways by which you know, behavior has changed, and this is a, like from a social science perspective, but we see examples of this in Dean as well, is that number one, by substituting reward, and the second is in this, and that is that if I want to change a behavior in my life or if I want to bring in some habit into my life, then I have to make a subtle change, but I have to make that change consistently. And then over time, over months, over years, will I begin to see a change. Over time, months, sometimes years, sometimes decades, will I begin to see a change. We can't expect to see change within our life uh, within a matter of days or within a matter of hours, right? So for instance, you know, if I, des- if I have this desire of uh, becoming, you know, close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then instead of making this big jump and saying that, you know what, every single night for the rest of the year, I'm going to wake up and pray eight raka'ah of tahajjud without fail, right? And that's it. Tonight I'm starting and, and that's it. I'm moving on. It's, it's not, it's never missing it again. I mean, it's, it's almost a guarantee that a year from now, if we were all to get together and say, who is able to maintain that, you know, we, might, we, may, we may get one or two people. Right? We may get one or two people because that's a very difficult behavior to. But let's say we said, okay, you know what? There is a reward for praying, you know, before you're going to bed, like two rakah. Right? Just two rakah before you go to bed. Before I go to bed, if I pray two rakah with the intention, you know, many ulama say that you get the intent, you get the reward of like a tahajjud. That's more doable. It's small in quantity, it's only two rakah, but it's done consistently. You'll see a tremendous benefit after an extended period of time, right? Um, for instance, uh, and, so, and so what we should do when we're trying to affect, when we're trying to change our greater behavior, which is that we want to, right now we're not living as a servants of Allah, just if we look our day, at our day-to-day activities, it doesn't resemble anything like the Sahaba, right? If we looked at my day-to-day activities, it doesn't at all look like the Sahaba's day-to-day activities. But if I want to live like them, and if I want to live like the Prophet then I have to pick out one or two things every so often and add it to my schedule and do it consistently. And the basis of this is in the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, that the most beloved deeds to Allah are those that are performed consistently, even if they are few. Now you say, these are not, these are not just deeds that will allow me to achieve my goal of becoming closer to Allah and success in deen and changing behavior. Allah Ta'ala recognizes that because He knows us as human beings better than we know ourselves, that in order for my servant to be able to make a change in their life, then it's not going to be through some major drastic change in their life. It's going to be through inculcating something small but doing it consistently. So as, so what? What does the Prophet say? He said, as a result of Allah Ta'ala essentially knowing human behavior and knowing how things change he's made these the most beloved deeds to him you would think well why would it become more beloved to allah i mean wouldn't it be more beloved to allah if i just made a big change tonight and that was it and i never turned back but no the most beloved deeds to allah are not the big ones and not the ones that are done sporadically it is those small ones that are done consistently so we should apply some of these principles that we learn from you know from other aspects of our life you know let me give you an example of of like consistently doing something um, you know, the, the, the easiest one that comes to mind is saving money, right? Is saving money. We know that there's some, there's a significant benefit to saving for the long term, right? Society has established this. Um, and it's, but it tends to be very difficult to do. So let's say that, you know, at the end of every year, I need to put aside $10,000 for my child's tuition, right? 
to be able to come up with that $10,000 at the end of the year is a very difficult thing to do. Or let's even say $5,000, right? At the end of the year, $5,000, I need when I do my taxes, I'm also going to put aside $5,000 for my child's tuition. But, you know, everybody knows, the IRS knows, investment planners know um, that uh, this is very uh, difficult for a person to do. So what, let's create a system in order for, for the goal to be achieved, which is that there's savings for college tuition, but let's do it so that there's some amount that's deducted from my account every single month, right? And, and so that principle allows you to save in the long run for your children. Society's accepted this, and there's incentives that are given for people that deduct a little bit of money every single, maybe it's a tax benefit or something else, that's given to people that save a little bit of money every single month. You know, you think that, well, but what's the difference, right? If I'm, because in order for me to change this behavior of only hoarding on to my own wealth and not thinking ahead for the people, for my offspring or for my family or for some for a rainy day fund, right? I'm, I'm used to thinking right now in the present moment, spending or, or, or hoarding. Uh, and and uh, But on the flip side, I know there's a benefit to saving. The only way I'm going to be able to do that is by doing something consistently every single month. It's funny, there was a study that was done on this particular topic and it was, they, they took two groups of people kind of unrelated, but they took two groups of people and they randomized one group to uh, no, no savings fund for the children and the other group to a savings fund for the children, right? And uh, at, sorry, so what it was was it took, uh, as soon as a child was born, they randomized the parents to either giving money for savings or just the, the norm, okay? So two groups of people. And so every single month, the uh, one group was giving money for child savings uh, for, their, for their education and the other uh, group was not putting anything in. And so they, at four years, they looked at uh, these children, right? And what they found was that the children that had had a college savings fund, they were doing better intellectually, they were doing better cognitively, they were doing better um, educationally, they were more advanced, right? So you wonder, like, well, that was, does, a, does a child know that, you know, they have a college savings fund at age four? Of course not, right? They don't have any idea. Um, but wh wh why do you see that sort of an effect where the children are better when their parents are putting money in? And it's because every single month the parents get a reminder in the mail. And it says that you have now deposited this much money into a college savings fund. So when you see that, you're like, oh, gosh, this kid's going to college, right? <laughs> I've already put all this money in. So then you're more likely to invest and read to them more and teach them more and get them into programs um, that will benefit them. So, but anyways, we see this principle of of taking a little bit and doing it consistently and the effects that it has. We see this in the society around us. And for or, in order for us to bring positive change into our life as well, we should apply this uh, to, to our actions as well, right? So for instance, what are some of the things that we can do that are very small? You know, we know that it's highly rewarded for us to use a miswak, right? Now, if I was to say, okay, you know what? Every, every single person should start using a miswak because this is pleasing to Allah. And the Prophet loved it so much that he wished that it could have become wajib and required upon the community. That's how much he loved using a miswak. But, but uh, how am I going to bring this into my life? Well, simple, right? One, one of the ways that you can do it is by creating the physical space where the miswak, let's say, it's sitting right next to your toothbrush. So when you wake up in the morning, you know you're going to brush your teeth. You link it with that miswak. After you brush your teeth or before, you also use the miswak for a couple of seconds. Or you put it in your car, right? And it's sitting in the car. So when you're driving to the masjid, you're reminded of a few things and they can use a miswak. Right? Um, we know that there's a reward to applying fragrance to our bodies. There's a reward associated with this. This is sunnah, right? So if we have our fragrance put somewhere in our house where it only comes out maybe when we're going to work, let's say, 
versus if we put it right by our keys so that before we go to the masjid every day or we put it inside our car somewhere, then before we get out of the car or before we you know, start the car, then we apply a little bit of fragrance. So this is a, these are small things that we can do strategically if we place them physically within the space that surrounds us and we bring these into our lives, we will uh, we'll find tremendous benefit. We'll find tremendous benefit. And over time, we will be able to make the changes that we desire to, to make. Right? This similar principle, um, th- th- this principle applies to um, it applies to our deen. It applies to the aspects of our dunya as well. Although we've become so used to instant gratification and getting results right away, um, it's not the way the world is designed. And over time, it's beginning to affect us social socially. It's beginning to affect us psychologically. Right, and the rates of anxiety, for instance, in uh, adolescents and teenagers is going up slowly and one of the reasons it's being attributed is because of this desire to all, because because there's no possibility of waiting right so for instance if someone messages me I need to get that notification right now and if I don't look at it right now I'm gonna go crazy right and so that builds over time so you see the, we see psychological effects of instant gratification we see social effects of instant gratification we see financial effects of instant gratification and for us as believers whose uh, uh, whose concern really is their, our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we see our effects in our relationship with Allah as well so if we desire to become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which we all do and we desire to become regular and consistent in our deen then we should be mindful of this. We shouldn't think that we can effectuate change quickly. It negatively affects us because one, we never achieve our goal, and number two, we, uh, we uh, it upsets us when we fail. It upsets us, like, why isn't it that I can't, why is it that I keep missing X, Y, and Z deed, or why is it that I can no longer maintain this? It causes us to lose hope in ourselves, but that's not the attitude of a believer. We know that this deen, our life is a marathon, and... It's not, you know, it's, 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 it's about taking things slowly and adding them consistently into my life so that I become a better human being over time. So we should apply some of these principles like we talked about last time, the reward substitution. We talked today about, you know, short little deeds that are done consistently and the effects that they can have and the spiritual benefits that come over time. And we pray and we hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq to become regular and consistent in, in the small deeds that are taught to us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to create the circumstances and situations around us that will infectuate change in our behaviors so that they're, more, they're in more accordance with what is better for us in the long term. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the challenges and the difficulties that can come from a lifestyle of instant gratification. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.